0: Folks, welcome back to the Fit and Fab Channel, iHealth Channel, iHealth Radio. With your host Hurricane Age, as you see today, we are talking with the Fit and Fab, you know, world, and uh, it is the Fit and Fab Channel primarily, uh, but fitness, health, wellness—it's all one. Uh, and again, all the concepts that we we have in life do have to touch on our key core elements of health, and you can't have that really without a, some sort of fitness. And we can talk about that, you know, on and on and on. Now with me today, I have someone who is joining us from the future, <laughs> and uh, you know I, I have to say that I love it. I don't know why, but I I can't I can't help it. But whenever I have someone from Australia, uh, it is evening here, it is morning there, and uh, future hopefully is bright and 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 beautiful. And so that's how we want to hope. But it is winter there now, so it's, I don't know <laughs> the weather may not be as great. It depends on the side of of the continent. I guess we're at, but. Uh, but so our guest today is a worldwide uh, life coach, personal trainer. Um, he he had a, a serious event in his life that actually uh, really took a, a a quick turn, and um, but he decided to to make a difference for himself and for the world, and he's been doing that for over thirteen years now. And uh, you know, and his condition, what happened to him? Uh, when you hear it you're gonna be like whoa that's not something that most people may not come back from it <laughs> unfortunately it, there is a 50 50 shot you know chance of someone to experience what he experienced and uh you know when people unfortunately sometimes they pass on so so uh it is my honor to have Jai bazevski with me today Jai welcome to the show
1: thank you bro that's so awesome to be here
0: uh, listen man you know I, you know, we've booked this uh, I'm excited about it uh, you know when I connected with you and I saw the story I mean and the work you do today uh, in a way just listening to you today uh, and I'm sure that people are gonna watch or listen right now they can at least take one thing in their life is that they you know there's hope and there is a way to come back from anything as worse as it can get that's that's always a good message to have but also the importance of health parts of of really going back to the roots and we're gonna talk about that because you are the founder of SQ One uh or uh what is it uh Square One right
1: yeah Um, exactly
0: so so we'll talk about all that now Jay I want to start with your big day that changed your life the tragedy whatever you want to call it the event um and You know, you were an IT guy, (laughs) you know, and then you went completely to the other side and joined the fitness world and the coaching world. And so so, so let's start about that main event that happened and how it happened, what led to that event.
1: Yeah, well, it was in 2008, I was 27 years old and... Yeah, I was working in the IT space and actually wasn't overly happy with how my life was playing out. Um, I wasn't overly passionate about my career and I was looking for change and I was looking for fulfillment. And unfortunately, I was looking for happiness in the wrong places, the places that were actually giving me more pain. And um, so eventually, you know, I got to a point where I was virtually depressed and um, just didn't really know sort of what the next moves were. Then left field, out of the blue, something, the most random thing happened to me. I had a cardiac arrest. I was playing a game of basketball with some friends on a Sunday morning I'd been out the night before drinking with my friends. So I was hungover, you know, I didn't take care of my body at that time in my 20s. I thought I was invincible. You know, I went to the gym and stuff like that, but I never really paid attention to my diet or my health overall. It never really had that insight about longevity and, and just living healthy. And so I would just do whatever. And so I'm playing basketball and my heart rate starts to just erratically beat out of the blue, just crazy, like just. Wild, and um, and I couldn't do anything to stop it. So I got off the basketball court and I tried to calm myself down. And I'm sweating, I'm lightheaded, heart rate's just doing this crazy thing. I'll take myself home, have a shower, have something to eat, try and meditate. You know, try and do anything that I can to just try and defuse this this feeling that I have. And hours and hours went by and then that evening I had dinner with my family so I'd gone to my brother's place with my parents and we're having dinner and then they they could tell that I was completely off and then they're like what's going on and then so I explained to them how I'm feeling and then they got you know scared and they're like oh we need to go to the hospital you know there's something really wrong with you and then you know that was the last place that I wanted to go and I just was like no 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 I'll be okay I'll be okay and then my mom was just getting you know, very scared and very upset about it all. So, she called our family doctor. Our family doctor said to her, convince him to go to the hospital. So, um, she gets off the phone and she's like, look, you know, the doctor said, you know, this is what we should do. If there's anything that's weird with your heart, then you don't take any any chances. And at that time, I thought to myself, I still thought I was going to be okay. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put their minds are ease, and just for their sake, let's go and do it, and I'll be fine. And so we go to the hospital, and then they check me in, and then they think I'm on drugs. So they're you know drilling me about what what drugs have you had? You can you can tell us. You know we've told your family to leave the room so that you can let us know. We're not going to let them know what's going on with you. You know, and so I had to convince them that I hadn't had any kind of drugs and that i didn't know what was happening so um and during this time now i'm starting to get anxious because this feeling is like i think i'm getting anxiety on top of it because their doubt is making me scared because i thought they would come in and say oh you're fine or something like that and um so they're confused i'm confused i'm getting anxious i've got this problem going on and so i said to them like you know maybe half an hour has gone by at this point and i said guys like what are we doing here? Like, you know, you, I, you, you're you going to have to do something. And I said, I'm getting really anxious. And they said, okay, look, we can give you a drug that will stop your heart, but it, your heart will start again immediately straight away. It's for people that have a arrhythmia issue. It stops and starts, and then it resets. And then they, they asked for my permission if I wanted to do that. And I said, sure, let's go for it. If you think that that's going to fix me, then, you know, I'm going to just take your guidance from this point forward. So they're like, all right, cool. So they give me this this drug—it was through, you know, a, a needle or whatever—and then I don't even know what it was to this day. And then, um, out of the blue, that's it. I'm—I'm. I'm, that's the last thing I remember. I fall into a coma, so my heart is still doing this crazy, erratic, high high beat. So I'm at like 180 beats per minute or something like that. And now I'm in a non-responsive coma. So they have to put a ventilator in to keep me breathing. And um, this goes on for eight minutes while I'm in this coma. And then after eight minutes, my heart rate's climbing, 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 climbing. And then I just flatlined. So I was clinically dead for three minutes. In that three minutes, they're trying to revive me. So they're keeping the ventilator going, keeping me alive. And then they defibrillate me with the paddles so they shock me nothing happens they do it again the second time and then bam that's when i come back so three minutes go by they shock me back now my memory kicks in i jump up out of the bed and i didn't know that i had a ventilator in my down to my chest you know Mm. and um and so i'm choking and i'm i'm trying to breathe through this thing and um and all i could feel was actually thought i was like just vomiting everywhere i wasn't but that was the feeling that i had and i knew that there was something in my passage and but i had no idea what it was so my instinct within a second before they could even react i grabbed this thing and i just tear it out of my chest And they lost their shit, man. They were like, whoa, like you just did some major damage right now, most definitely. So then this nurse, I just remember these big hands on my chest and he just pushes me down onto the bed and he's like, we need to x-ray your chest. You've just torn your trachea open. You ripped the ventilator out, blah, blah, blah. And um, in that moment, I felt like I I was normal again. Like I I checked in on myself and I was like, I remember asking myself, is my heart doing that weird thing? And, and it wasn't, and I just, it just felt completely normal. So once I had kind of realized that that feeling had gone away, I was like, ah, I'm good. And so I just relaxed. And then, I, and I didn't even care that the x-ray is this, that, they put the big heavy blanket on me to x-ray my chest and stuff. And I was just exhausted probably from the shock and, and whatever. And, but i Had this certainty in my mind that I was okay, so I just relaxed back and just let them do their thing. And then after a couple of minutes, they're like, "You're all good. You know, you didn't do any damage when you ripped the ventilator out, and um, and you know, just rest or whatever." They put the oxygen on me because my oxygen levels were low. I was highly dehydrated because I had had a hangover from the night before, plus I was in the in the uh, basketball court sweating my my butt off, and then because my heart rate had been. Doing that thing for like eight hours, I was sweating the whole time because my body was just trying to regulate itself. So I'd lost a lot of water. So they got the saline drip on me, they got the oxygen mask on me, and I'm just completely exhausted. So I fall back into the bed. My family comes back in. I can barely keep my eyes open. I still don't know what the hell happened. And then I stay there overnight. So the next morning, I wake up. I've had the best sleep of my life. I feel like I'm a thousand percent better than I've ever felt. And then I look at my watch and it's, you know, it's like 7 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or something like that. And then I see a nurse walking by and I flagged her down. And then I said, hey, can you help me get out of here? Like, I need to go to work. It's Monday morning. And then she laughed at me (laughs) and she's like (laughs) – Buddy, she's like, you are not going anywhere. She's like, do you know what happened to you last night? Do you remember what happened? And then I was like, oh, it's a bit kind of hazy. Like, I know why I came in and I know that I feel okay now. And then she's like, look, you fell into a coma. Um, You know, we had to put a ventilator in you. We had to um, defibrillate you. You were clinically dead for three minutes. You know, we've been monitoring you all night. We don't know why it happened. We're not going to let you go until we figure it out. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then when she told me that and started running me through the story, then my memory started to come back over that time. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember now. And then, so so I'm there for four days and I feel fine. The whole time I feel completely normal and I'm just bored. I got family and friends coming to visit me. We're having a party in the room. There's like, you know, my whole basketball team comes in. Everything's fine. I just feel like normal. And, um, and then after four days, the cardiologist comes in, he sits on the edge of the bed and then he's like, all right, Jai, he goes, we've been monitoring you for the last four days. And this is what we think is the situation. We think that you have a very rare heart condition that was triggered from pressure, stress, anxiety, whatever it was. And this thing happened. And there's two ways we can deal with it. We can medicate you for the rest of your life, which I'm just totally not into that. Or we could have surgery and it's a one-time deal and you'd never have to be medicated after that. You can get the hell out of here and we don't ever have to see you again. And I was like, well, you know, both options suck, obviously. But um I opted for the surgery because I thought like I just want it to be, you know, done with. Yep. Yeah. So I go in for the surgery like a week later. They do that. I go home. I'm recovering for like three months, you know, they go in through the groin. So they wind up these wires up into the main artery, get into your heart. The problem with the heart was I had an additional electrical pulse. It's called Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome. It's like one in 250,000 people have it. And out of those people, only a very small percentage end up, uh, can get impacted by it in the way I did and um, like zero point something percent And so very, very rare, very random. So I'm recovering three months. I go back to work one day on my first day back to work. And then I get home that afternoon, call from the surgeon. We've been monitoring your ECG results. And um, unfortunately we don't think we actually fixed the problem. We need to do the surgery again. I was like, Oh man, you're kidding me. At that point, that was my lowest, lowest, lowest point, because I thought that this was just going to be a problem. That's just going to keep on coming back until I die. And and I actually thought that I was going to die because I was very scared about the surgery. It really challenged me mentally to even do the first one. And then to go and have to do it a second time, I was like, man, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like legit thought I was not going to make it. So um, I said, look, you got to book me in like ASAP. Like, can we do it like tonight? Can we do it tomorrow? Like, when can we do it? Because this is so scary for me. And then he's like, look, I can get you in next week. Um, I was like, book me in. Let's let's do it. So he books me in. And then I get off the phone, talk to my family about it. And then I said to them like, got to go again, blah, blah, blah. i go upstairs. I have a shower. And in that time I'm in the shower and then the emotions just come out, man. Like I'm, I'm crying, like just it's all coming out. I'm doing the whole, why me? I'm not meant to be alive. You know, like this is going to kill me. I'm only 27 years old. Why, why, why? Right. And then while I'm in the shower, I'm just like, I can't do this for the next week until I go into this surgery. I, like, this is going to kill me just this alone. So, I said to myself, while I was in the shower, I said, okay, when I turn the shower off, emotions are cut. I'm just going to put it to the side. I've committed to the surgery. I have to do it. And um, they're going to fix me. And I just have to be positive about it. And, and like, I just have to switch off until it's done and just be positive. Right. And then, so, so, I stayed in the shower a little bit more. I let all the emotions come out, get my hands on the shower, tap things, turn it off, boom, cut. I go downstairs. I talk to my family. I say, look, guys, it's booked in for a week. I'm really scared. Um, you know, my emotions are really high. I said, we can't talk about it. Like, I don't, don't bring it up. Don't show me your emotions. I know it's tough for everybody, but like, we just have to just not think about it, not talk about it. It's going to get done and we'll be okay. And they're like, yep, 100% you know, we got, got your back. So the week goes by, I go do the surgery. I get in there. The surgeon comes in and he's like got his clipboard and he's like, all right, jai now we have to talk about the risks involved in this surgery. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you got me in here a second time. <laughs> I'm in this it. bed. Let's just do it, man. And then he's like, okay, all right, all right, cool. So they get me in, get the surgery done. Thank God. All sorted out. Got, they got me fixed. And I've never had a problem ever since then. That was 2007, 2008. So I go home another three months recovery. You know, the mental recovery was a lot longer because I was scared to get my heart rate up. I was scared to elevate it. You know, anytime I had an irregular heartbeat or any kind of like heart palpitation, I was like, Oh shit, you know, it's happening again. So, um, I went to my, for my final check with the cardiologist and I told him my concerns. I said, look, you know, every now and again, like, I feel like a little beat, you know? And then he's like, you're so tuned into your heart now. He said, every living human being on the planet has an irregular heartbeat, but they're not tuned into it like you. So they don't even notice it because everyone's heart does that. He's like, you just need to relax. And, you know, just have the faith that, you know, you're all good because we'll stress test you now He goes, if anything goes wrong, you want it to go wrong here because we'll save your life. So they put me on the treadmill and then I'm, I'm like, all right, you know, like I had, I just had the mindset of like, let's, let's try and break it. You know, if we're going to, if it's going to break, let's break it now. Otherwise, who knows what could happen? So I get on that treadmill and I'm just saying to the lady, faster, 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 cranking it up. I'm running my ass off, man. I'm running so hard. And, um, and then after about five minutes, she switches it off. She's like, you're done. And then go back to the cardiologist. He's like, you're perfect. He's like, we fixed you. He goes, I never want to see you again. Get out of here. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So then I get out of there and then, you know, the whole experience was just so wild that it just transformed the way I see myself, the way I see everything, the way I see life. I have such a deeper appreciation for just living, um, you know, because of being coming so close to death. It really makes you appreciate life so much more. And that's when I thought to myself, I'm not going to waste another day feeling depressed, feeling pissed off, feeling angry, feeling anything that I don't want in my life, gone. So the first thing that had to go was my job. And I was like, I hate this job. This job sucks, right? It was great at first. I did it for 13 years. But towards the end, I was like so over it. And I'm like, this job's got to go because it's killing me. So I thought to myself, what the hell am I going to do, right? And I I wanted to be a business owner. I wanted to do my own thing. And I'm looking up like buying franchises and, you know, I was going to do, I looked into buying a Subway franchise and then I looked into a lawn mowing business and all this random stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested in any of that. And then I, I was thinking back and I'm thinking like, what am I really, really interested in? And I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to be a personal trainer and I ended up getting this um, getting into this IT career because I got offered a traineeship like when I was 19 20 years old and I just went for it it was just like something that got handed to me and put in my lap so one thing led to another and I had this career but it wasn't something that I was like seeking out but I was actually I actually wanted to be a PT so I thought oh maybe maybe fitness is the way to go because when I was in hospital I was like I was in the I sur- was I was in the waiting room for surgery, and I was looking around, and there was like eight or nine other men, and they were all in their fifties and sixties, and they were they were all in it was the cardiac ward, so they were going in for surgery as well. And these guys looked terrible, you know, they were overweight, out of shape. You could tell they didn't have a healthy lifestyle, and they were having like triple bypasses, and pacemakers, and transplants, and all this crazy stuff and i'm in there waiting and then the psychologists were coming in and they would sit down with them they'd pull like the shower screen a- across and they'd have these therapy sessions with them where they're preparing them for death and i'm listening in on this like i'm a fly on the wall and they're saying things to them like have you spoken to your family about what would happen if you don't make it through and this kind of stuff and my mind's just blowing open and i just had this epiphany at that time and i thought to myself you know what prevention is the cure we need to we need to focus on prevention and so all that all those sort of experiences kind of came back to me. And then I was like, I need to help people. I need to, I need to be a, a personal trainer, which is will help me because that was my interest. But then I can actually add value to the world and I can help people to not get into a, such a scary situation, like what myself and all these other men were in where, you know, we got ourselves to this point where we had to go through all this terrible stuff. So that was kind of like my mission that has been driving me. So, Studied personal training at night, three nights a week while I kept my job, did that for six months, got my certification, quit my job, opened up a a boot camp and personal training business in my local area, Um, studied to be a life coach while I was doing that, a year or two after that i found a just a big old warehouse that was for rent in the area and i was like perfect i'm going to go in there because i was having problems parks and stuff and you know like councils and stuff and random fees and all this crap and it was just too much inconsistency rain and you know bad weather and stuff and i thought this isn't a real business like i need to have like a space so I ended up leasing out this big warehouse, and I just converted it into a gym. And I started running boot camp and personal training, hired some staff, and that went for a decade and just crushed it. Had such a had such great success, helped thousands of people, um, you know, made great money, um, bought a couple of houses, like just did really really well. Then COVID hit, and then they shut our business down. Right, oh they man. shut it. Five months out of the, out of the 12 months, I was shut down. Then in 2021, six months out of the 12 months were shut down. And I'm like, nah, man, this isn't going to work. So I decided to close the gym, wrap it all up and switch to online coaching. It was something that I knew was growing and I could see that that was coming. So I was like, this is now's the time. This is the calling. So I closed off the gym, got out of the city as well. I was in Western Sydney, and um i said to my wife kate who also works with me part of the business i said let's go to the beach let's go just you know we wanted to retire on the beach anyway and do it in you know in the future let's bring that 10-year plan to 10 weeks so we drew that down we closed everything up we moved nine hours north up to the beach now we're living on the beach, we're running our online coaching business and, you know, life's never been better, to be honest with you. So, I mean, that's like the summary of where I've gone from, from the age of 27. And now this year I'm turning 43.
0: Okay. All right. So, so it's my turn now because, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. I mean, you, first of all, it's just an amazing story and it's, uh, uh, it's, I mean, you are clinically dead. I mean, you know, technically three minutes is is more than most people would, you know, claim. I mean, uh, I think one minute, two minutes is is where the average, you know, uh, defibrillation, you know, will generate and hopefully someone gets back. But three minutes is a long time. And you were in a coma. I mean, first of all, the whole thing, the whole story, just you're doing your thing as a young person, having fun, which is typically what we all do at that age. I mean, from the time that you're 18 to like 20, the 20s, uh, it's party time. I mean, and by the way, that's yeah. worldwide. I don't care what part of the world you're in. Uh, it's the age where you want to discover, you have that full energy, and you want to do everything, and you think you own the world, and the world owes you. <laughs> you know, and, and, and unfortunately, none of it is is real because, uh, you know, we also abuse our health because we think we are, as you said, invisible. We have no you know, fear, all the stuff. I mean, uh, I, I mentioned to you, I, I do uh, you know the the recurring monthly show with Dr. Ham from from Sydney, and uh, you know he had literally in one of the shows he clearly stated that the front lobe of of our brain doesn't evolve until like the age of twenty five, and we don't find our identity until thirty five. So therefore, all those that first that the second decade or the third decade of our lives is usually where we're not even sure who we are. Uh, we are literally just developing still and we go nuts and and the society has created that that impression that you need to go through that phase it's fun we hear also you got to go through your you are your, your young you're full energy you got to live your life but you know sometimes we do destroy now in your case you didn't know you had a condition uh and 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 you happen you know that it crashed you in in split second which by the way uh you are a lucky one because many people i actually have seen heart attack happening in front of me and uh, luckily we were able to save my friend you know and uh he literally this happened to me we were at work he called me from you know he went to the bathroom he didn't feel good he called me said, um i i don't know call call you know come check me out check him out he was literally drenched you know and he had chest pains and everything we called uh you know uh 911 here they came in we grabbed him we i went with him and the ambulance let me tell you something as soon as we get there he's like uh, we got lucky the ambulance had an actual doctor in it and there was just that the hospital was doing this thing you know during that time and they had a doctor that's just going to the neighborhood so luckily he had a doctor and this doctor was actually a specialist it's like, dude, you have a heart attack, and so they jumped him right into the 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 the, the ICU. Boom! In surgery, all that good stuff happened. Uh, literally an hour later, he was actually, you know, with stents in his heart and things like that. He had an actual heart attack. No, no cardiac arrest, but he was having it was brutal. Uh, you know, the, you actually had, went beyond that. Not only you had all the symptoms of a heart attack, you actually had a a full arrest. I mean, your your, your heart stopped. I mean, and and stopped for a couple of minutes. Which is again—that's uh, why, as the prelude, I was just you know alluding to the idea that uh, it is a fifty-fifty shot. You know, when someone's you know having a heart attack, they don't come back. Mm. Um, so that's that's like you had a second life, if you want to call it. It's not a second life. I mean, uh, if you have a belief or faith system, you know that you, it's it's not the time you're still here for a reason, and the purpose is that what you've you know achieved beyond that. So again, for our audiences and viewers, uh, lesson learned. You can't control your health. I mean, you could, but you can't know your conditioning or your genetics. I mean, sometimes things will, you know, uh, almost like reveal themselves at a later time in your life. You don't know. All of us, we don't know what that is. However, we could, you know, take it easy on ourselves. And again, as a message to our youth and, you know, listen, live your life. Nobody's going to tell you otherwise. But do the right thing by yourself again you were having a party and you were doing stuff and we all kind of went crazy and i I, you know guilty as charged i mean i've had those days myself and you know but but i was always part of the fitness stuff but even this you were fit you were actually doing stuff but like you said you were not taking care of all of it you had a different perspective in life and that's the other thing at that age you know you're full of life you think you know life is there, and we all had to go through that you know i i'm in the 50s now and I can tell you, when that age, you know, you don't think about fifty. You don't think about that age. You don't think about the future. You just think about the moment, and you enjoy it. You know, you can plan stuff, but, but it's different. You are just like in a moment, and you're like you're full of life, and you're like you think the end, you know, is not near. But yet, every one of us has that moment, where it could be any given day. And I, I love what you said when you did say about those about the when you said that about those fifties. <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So that that's my that's my crew, right? Uh, and you know, but you're right though. I mean, it is a difficult. That's like you're you're in the you know. I mean, I think you know that's a half a century. So therefore, now, uh, you know, you're probably on on the 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 incline in terms of age. You know, <laughs> you know, curve right. But it's it's how you feel. It's the 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 life that you 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 have led. You know, today to this point is and it. How is your I guess habits. You know, whether it's sleeping, working. Eating the different things that you put in your body, all this stuff does contribute to weather stuff. Now, of course, there's the genetics. There's you know other things that could be a reason why someone can have a problem with the heart or something else. But again, just for our audiences, I mean, this is this is a health and wellness and fitness show, and you know, again, your health is everything. Because because if you go, you know, you, if your health goes, there's nothing you can do. I mean, and 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 so one thing you you talked about is you got into this job that was not for you. You did it because. It just happened. And that's the other, that's reality also. We have this, this is very common. Most of the people watching and listening right now are doing something that's probably not their passion. That's probably not something that they wanted to do. They just had no choice to do because they need to make me a living. And that's the first opportunity. They just got into it and they stuck with it. And there's the fear that if I leave, you know, I might not be able to restart. If I leave, you know, what can I else do different? You know, uh, there's all these questions that come in mind. Now, if you're younger, you might not have the means and therefore you're stuck. And when you're younger, you had you tend to work more, and companies will tend to actually take advantage of that. <laughs> you you have energy, you know. They they'll do that. Like I remember when I started. I mean, I started my career at I was 23. Uh, literally, I mean, I I started before, but 23 is when I started in the industry that I'm in, the healthcare industry. And I can tell you, originally, I was working seven days. I was literally going crazy because I wanted to get to the next level and the <laughs> next level. And to get to the next level, you got to prove that you earned that rank. And so, therefore, you could do more and more and more to get there. But what detriments? I mean, it, there is ramifications to all these things. Now, I I happen to to love what I do. So, it didn't stress me. I had fun with it. But not everybody has that. Okay? Yeah. And, and 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 even with me loving what I do... You love what you do, but sometimes you may not love who you work for <laughs> or or your leader or whoever. I mean, not leader. Those will be bosses. A, a leader, if they're good leaders, you will want to work for them. But so so these are some of the things. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Is it worth it? You know, you're working and you only get a couple of weeks vacation. You're working and you don't have enough sleep. You're working. You don't have time for yourself. You're working. You're barely eating food correctly. You're just shoving food, you know, behind a, you know, a desk, you know, for like two minutes because you just want to finish and go to me or you're going to a meeting and, and just crashing food right there where you're like i'm talking you know on the meeting and just grabbing a couple bites that's not a living right that's a problem Mm -hmm. and we all guilty you know in this society today well i would say all i wouldn't generalize but but a lot of us are in that same cycle and and circle if you want to call it and it's it's a painful place to be and we tend to you know sometimes we sacrifice i need this i need this but we eliminate other things in my life for example working out you know gym is important you know movement is important you eat incorrectly, sleep incorrectly. These are all things that sometimes we decline or 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 even just just not even have in our system because we are not really paying attention to them. We're focused on career and more money and more money. But what happens? I mean, in your case, God forbid, right? It ended then. You would have just basically be gone right it's that's not you know the your family would suffer a lot of things but but you're full alive you're full of energy you're full of this stuff you know and so now again in your case was specific but some people actually get stressed some people get anxiety some people do it to themselves they find themselves either like to your point obese, heart issues, things like that. And and it's very difficult to come back. I mean, you are younger. Your resilience and your body is going to recuperate, you know, a little different than someone who is in the 50s or 60s, right? So that's also stuff. So if you're destroying your body to a point, there may be a point of no return and then that's done, Right. Uh, so so again i'm i'm just covering some of the the elements that you've you've talked about and the importance of knowing these things at least you know sometimes this is not something new that we're talking about here uh, you know I mean, your case is very new in terms of like what happened to you very unique it, it's like a horror movie i mean we that that would be a good movie actually to, to be like a yeah. drama movie I mean, we can dramatize this you know but but the, it's 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 amazing that you know we go through things all of us You know, uh, we don't realize how close we are sometimes to to the end. And only when you reach a certain point where in life, when you can appreciate what you had, what you didn't, and, and understand, like, I need to adjust life. I need to do things differently. And it can be done. You are good proof that you made the tweaks. And and I love what you said, you went and got your certification, you worked, you know, you know, uh, three days a night until you got your full certification, all that stuff. And then you moved into the, again, that's the other thing. You don't have to do this overnight. Mm -hmm. You just have to make the decision that, you know, it is what it is. I got to move on, but I got an exit plan. You got to have a way of getting out and you start working that change, you know, slowly but surely and whatever it takes to get it out, eventually you're going to get what you will love. And I, you did it. And by the way, I love what you, you had as a mission is that I want to do something I, I want to, I love, but I also want to help people. Yes. And, and you did that. Right. And so, so, so that, and that's the other thing when you do something that you love, but at the same time you help others, it's got a, 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 a beautiful feeling to it. Right. It's an important feel. So again, as, as a summary to, to my point is that, you know, Folks, if you're any age group, you got to take care of yourself. One, two, if you're young, don't destroy yourself and think that you're invisible. Things can happen. And overnight, you know, things can turn bad. So again, it's just a reminder for all of us. As a matter of fact, that any age group at any point, it is something to just keep in front of you. Like enjoy the moment, do the right things. You know, yes. Are there cases where you can do all the good stuff and still have a bad outcome? That could happen. At the end, it's life. But if we, it's it's all law of averages. If you do it all right, there is a good chance you're going to be a better place. If you do it all wrong, there's a good chance you're going to have. Now, are, do we have extremes in both ends where someone does it all wrong and they live forever? There is. Is there someone that does it all right and they drop dead? There is. So, but but those are your like extreme cases. The averages, it's very known. You do it right, you get a right outcome. You do it bad, you get a bad outcome. So so again, that's just that. Now, again, man, you know, I have to say your story just, you know, incredible just to to resonate with it and and, and even absorb it. Now, what I want to talk about is your experience at the hospital just for a minute, because and again, maybe someone listening right now that you did everything that shouldn't be done. I mean, but then again, I have to question the hospital here because I'm sorry to say, but if they knew that you were intubated and you coming back, they shouldn't, you should have been strapped or something. You can't be just coming up and, you know, I mean, they should, they should know that thing. I mean, you would think that they do. Right. And uh, I don't know, man, <laughs> that, that was like crazy. Like I tell you, it's a scene in the movies. Like, you know, you're like, <sighs> but your adrenaline is probably kicking and your heartbeat yeah. is going crazy. And you just like, you didn't realize that you have it. So again, you're just coming back. Those people that were with you were supposed to watch. You know, you're coming back. Like, you know, you open their eyes, they see your pulse. Oh, hold it. Make sure that yeah. everything, or at least they got to prep you, take the stuff before you actually, or maybe just as you open. But again, that was, that was, I don't know. That's, that's tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that, dude, I just the image that you are snatching that stuff, you know, from your, ah, uh, man, that's just like brutal.
1: <laughs> it is, man.
0: Yeah, well right um, now you just you have the visual, but you, you probably don't remember I mean you remember the scene, but you probably don't remember the pain. But at that moment, I don't know, man. I it, it would have been really tough. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, hey, and
1: you, you did it though. I did it, man. And something that was really weird as well was during that three minutes, dude I, I was floating above my body and I was observing everything that was happening. And that was the strangest thing that's happened out of everything. That I've explained is the fact that, yeah, during that time, man, I'm just up and behind my body and I'm just watching everything play out. I can see all these doctors and nurses around me, everyone being frantic and trying to figure out what's happening with me. And in that whole time, I've just got peace. I've just got the most calmest. I'm not like, I'm not giving meaning to it. You know, Tony Robbins says that we're we're meaning makers in a meaningless world. And, um I resonate with that because, in that moment, I felt like I was like I was removed from the situation, and i wasn't trying to give meaning to it i wasn't like going, "Holy shit, look at me, I 'm dying, or whatever's going on, or what's happening to me or whatever." I was just chilling, and i 'm just there, and i 'm floating in this blissful state for these three minutes, and then, during that time, I can hear somebody calling my name, and it 's like faint from the distance, and it wasn't the people in the room, it was like from somewhere else, and i 'm like calling me and then it got to the point where the only thing that i cared about in that moment was who's calling my name and so and as i focused on my name being called then it was getting louder and louder and louder and the way i can describe it is imagine if you're in a swimming pool and you go underneath the water and there's, there's a party going on outside yeah and you can kind of hear it's all muffled right and i'm like what's going on and then bam and that's when the shock came and where i jumped up so i mean i don't know if that was like the pearly gates you know calling me or or what it was to this day i have no idea but um but that was just like a really weird thing that happened in that time that i just wanted to throw in there as well because it just kind of it makes the story a little bit more wild
0: that that sounds like you had an out-of-body experience as they 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 refer to it and uh listen uh I'm not a skeptic, but it, it you've you've gone through it. I mean, no one else can describe it better than you, and so I, I can tell you, I'll take your word for it. And and frankly, uh, it could be multiple things, but but to your point, that experience. I mean, unless you experience it yourself, no one's going to know. You know, I mean, you did, but none of us can really understand it unless you go through it. Hopefully, not, but but you did, and it is for what it's worth, right? But but you're right. I mean, there was a you were literally there physically spiritually everything was there but it was just different it was just like a a moment in time that's frozen and listen i like i said there's no no way to explain it there's no way to come back from it there's no way to uh it it is what it is it happened you're here you made it and i mean obviously you had to go through those additional procedures and the surgeries and things like that and by the way, you talked about the emotions and the mind, like the stress that came in your mind. I mean, the fact that you know that you have to undergo surgery, the fact that, you know, like you said something about like, I want it now, I want it later. You know, anticipation of that is worse than that itself, as they say, right? That's the, the saying goes. And, and anything, when you're like anticipating bad stuff or like you, you're dreading something, a minute becomes a year i mean time mm. almost slows down that's like relative time is real you <laughs> know it, it's yeah. it's more real when you have something we always say if you have a good moment it goes like snap right if you have a bad moment it seems that like eternity right and that's exactly what happened there so you want to just to get it get it done let's do it let's get it you know finished i have to tell you i mean just waiting for that day and waiting for this and and, and the emotions and like you said i'm only 27 you know i'm I want to live longer, and that's everybody's, you know, feel. Right? We, we, no one wants that. Like, because you know, you have two outcomes. If you go under, it's either coming back or not. Now, you had exactly. already come back, so that was good. But now, you, you probably doubting, like, am I going to make it again? You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I can just imagine like what you had to go through, and it's not a a picnic. It's, it's got to be tough for your mind. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if we ask a psychologist, there is a phenomena that there's an actual descriptive and explanation to what you were going through. Or chemicals, everything is probably going to be out of whack, you know, because you had to to endure, And you did. Now, I love your attitude. It's like, you know what? Shower is off. No emotions. I'm just going through this. Let's get it done. And that's sometimes what you have to do. It is what yes. it is. You face the reality and you move on. Because if you start, you know, doubting and you just questioning, it's, got, it's not going to end. And by the way, this is not just for your case. This is sometimes just for life stuff. If you start looking at the worst case outcome, you're just going to drive yourself nuts and you probably can gear towards it as opposed yeah. to just take the take the best, you know, shot, you know, make the best, you know, potential hope, positive, you know, thoughts that you can have and just go with the flow. And it, it is, for what it's worth, it is what it is, right? You had to go through it. I mean, it's either that or you're going to suffer for a long time or you can cause another, uh, you know, cardiac arrest or... Get pills as as the doctor give you. You can be medicated for the rest of your life. Now, medication for the rest of your life means destruction of other, you know, uh, organs of yours, liver, exactly. you know, toxic, toxicity and all this stuff. Not going to be fun, and no one wants that, right? Uh, yep. And by the way, drugs can be addictive. Can there's other, you know, side effects to them, and no one wants that. Now, if you can get out of them, Scotts, you know, like literally, like you just clean slate. That's what you had. That's perfect. and You did. Now, so let, now let's talk about your. You know, business. You started in the business of fitness. Now, you, you I love it. You, you started a small boutique. You went to a big, you know, uh, warehouse, which I love that concept. And then COVID hit. And by the way, you're right. One of the worst, you know, businesses that got affected by COVID was gyms worldwide. Yep. I know Australia got it worse because you guys were shut down for much longer and more, you know, you're after a couple of years were like just bad. And it was really like terrible for you guys. I have no idea how you did it, but you did in the States. We had it for a couple of weeks and people were, were nuts. I mean, they were going crazy, right? You had it for months at a time. And so it's amazingly, you know, I mean, uh, it is tough to, to endure all that. Uh, and yes, and that, that's one of the businesses that took the latest, you know, time to come back. I mean, you know, gyms pretty much were not allowed to to resume activities until like it was later on in the game. I mean, everything else started and gyms came later. So that was, that's probably brutal. But I love what you said. You adapted with the times. Technology helps you. You can do the virtual stuff. And so you took it on the ground. Like a lot of businesses did that and you did. And so so now your concept for that is to go back to the roots of things. You call it, you call it what, square one? Yes. What, what, is the, what, what is the full name of, of the, 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 the concept that you
1: Yeah, so it's Square One Fitness. And, you know, we abbreviate it nowadays to SQ1 just because it looks cooler. Um, it's cooler. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, it's Square One. So there's a few kind of elements to that. So the first element is, yeah, coming back to the foundations to build that foundation and then grow from there. Because a lot of people just skip the foundational stuff like what, you know, you've mentioned about just... Living that healthy lifestyle, going to the gym, training regularly, eating good food, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And then the other part of it was me going back to my square one as well from, you know, back when I was in high school and I wanted to be in fitness so for me it's like I'm going back to my square one so it's kind of like a play on on both sides of it and I thought wow this is a cool this is a cool concept so um, and it gives me like a little story that I can share to inspire my my clients and my audience as well and say look you know I've taken myself back to square one and I'm going to help you take your health back to square one and build it up from there so that's kind of where the name came from and um, yeah I like it I think it's cool
0: man I love it uh, it's yeah. it, it, it's simple but 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 really has a huge meaning to it it has a yeah. good sense and, and it really resonates well with the concept I mean again you and I we had a brief discussion before the show is that you know sometimes when you get tight and things always go back to the the root of things like to, to reset you know yeah. let's go to the beginning of things you know how can we reset now it's never too late by the way that's the other thing you exactly. know for anyone, that things that, you know, uh, I, I'm i 40, I'm 50, I'm this, I can't go back, you know, oh my God, I'm out of shape. You can, in a couple of months, you can be as, as, as healthy as you want and whatever the, that you want, as long as you live and you apply, you can get there. And that's the other thing, whether it's business. I mean, look, even the business, you faced, a ve- I mean, you were in the six figures and then all of a sudden things didn't happen, right? You run the business for 10 years successfully and, you had all this, you know, lifestyle that now you've, i believe believing. I know that feeling when you, you're making money, your lifestyle goes also with that, right? And then all of a sudden yeah. you have a halt in everything and now you have to adjust to everything, start again. The fact that you just did that alone, that shows, shows that the person that you ha- are today has probably learned from that lesson that, you know what, today is a good day to restart and there is nothing that's going to stop me and life goes on. And so you have that that energy and the feeling that, you know what? No matter what happens in life, I'm going to be able to face it. I'm going to be able to adjust and adapt and move on and make it happen. You're doing that. You've done it now twice. <laughs> That's
1: know, right. And,
0: and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and it's a huge message for our people because I don't care where you are in the world. Uh, life is going to throw in a whole bunch of stuff at us every given moment. You don't know what tomorrow holds or as they say, the future holds. And And you know what? It is what it is. It's going to happen. You have no control over it. I mean, you you might be able to prevent things, but there are times where there's things that happen to you that no matter how you did it, it's happened. And when it happened, it couldn't have happened any other way. It's over. You know, it's reality. And so when that reality faces you, there's two ways to do it. It's either move on with a positive attitude or basically have that thing halt your life and maybe go in depression and anxiety and, you know, and sometimes people even go to the extreme and, you know... uh, uh, I guess get suicidal thoughts, or even you know, execute yeah. on that. It can be a very you know severe outcome in there. So it's all about your mindset and how you shift, you know, around situations. Life is gonna give up and down. You're gonna go uphill, yeah. downhill. When it's sweet and smooth and you're cruising, take advantage of it. Always plan for for the worst and hope for the best. And it can happen to the best of us, you know. And again, don't get fooled, folks, by by what we hear and we see in social media. Hey, everybody. Is going through something. Be careful yeah. what you see on the facade of people and what people are projecting is one thing, and what people are living is another. Whether it's their health, whether it's the family, whether it's the business, something is going on. They're not going to share, you know, all the truth with everybody at all times. So, and people want to show the positivity; they're going to keep, you know, keeping that 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 facade that shows that you know I have a peachy life. But what's behind it, right. no one knows except themselves. And so, I understand that that's the case for a lot of us and therefore don't let that beat you you know just know that there is a better day that's coming and yes. work towards that better day find a way to get to that better day and those are the things that we all can do now one way you can do that is using services such as yours <laughs> you know because yep. you do i mean you went to school to learn about live coaching and stuff like that and 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 take that next level not only you can personal train in the fitness world but you do get also like cuz live coaching is a full concept. It's beyond just the fitness. Fitness potentially is part of it, but but really is everything. It's this, you know, how to deal with anxiety, society, your life, your ad- adjustments in life, what you do, for your finances. All of this can affect things. I mean, finances are one of the worst things that can, you know, face people every every time, more than anything else. And they can be detrimental to health. First, it starts with your psyche, and then when it starts with your psyche, it also gets into your body. Because now you're not eating well, not sleeping well. You know, you're you're basically almost undermining your health because you're trying to figure out a way to come out of this this situation. But sometimes you do it on the depends of your health, and and everything else goes down. Now, here's the thing: if you lose your health, can you do it again? It's gonna be tough. So you can't lose your the only asset you have is your health and your 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 strength. You have strength, you have health, the rest is here. You can always make the money. You can always figure it out. You can't figure out if your health you know, is, is gone from you. theres I mean, you could potentially, but it's going to cost you and it's going to take time. And, exactly. You know, and it's a very difficult. Thing. But like I said, you want solutions. There are people such as yourself. So let's talk about your services, how they work. How do you get someone uh, and what again type of clients that you have and what do you do to help them to to be better?
1: Yeah. Well, to start off, I work with everybody. So, you know, if you're a human being and you've got two legs, two arms and a heart beating, <laughs> you know, then I'm here for you because, um, you know, it is about life. And, and this is what happened to me when I first started out. So I had the personal training qualifications first. And then I did the life coaching after I'd already started the business because it didn't take me more than a few months to realize that I didn't have all of the tools that I needed not only for myself to keep going forward but to facilitate that change in my clients so I then moved on to the life coaching because I'm training say for example you know I, I, I train a lot of people that are overweight so I'm training this um, this girl and you know she's rocking up to her PT sessions every week and you know she's motivated while we're there but the weight isn't shifting and I know that it's the diet and I know that she's, she's not doing what she needs to do, but I don't know why she's not doing what she needs to do. So then I start doing the life coaching and then it all clicks. There's a reason behind everything. So, you know, with the life coaching skills, you're able to dive deep into the reasons as for why people are doing what they're doing and not doing what they're doing. So um, once in this particular case, once I had those skills then I was able to ask the questions, you know, like, you know, why do you want this and you know what's the purpose of it because originally you know somebody will call you and they'll be like hey Jai I really need to lose you know a bunch of weight can you help me out yeah sure and then they don't lose the weight and it's like but why do you want to lose the weight oh because you know I just don't like this belly fat you know it's no good for me yeah okay I get that but like what what's the underlying thing behind that like what's really behind that you know If you ask enough whys, you know, they say the five whys, you know, why? And then they give you an answer. I go, okay, but why? And then they give you another answer. (laughs) Okay, but why, right? You get to the fifth why and it's like, because I'm lonely and I want to have a partner or something like that, right? (laughs) <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, okay, so this is about you being lonely and wanting to be in a relationship and you tie um, losing weight with you being able to have a relationship. Okay, great. Let's do it then. And then so when you can then link it to the real problem, that's when you can facilitate the change. So that's kind of what I can do is like I help people to understand themselves on a deeper level where they can really get that whatever it is that's going to drive them. You know, we need to find that deep inner thing. So for me, it's longevity after the experience that I've been through. I don't want to go back to hospital. I don't want to die. Young. You know, I, I kind of saw all that coming into my reality and I was like, hell no. So for me, like I'm training every day, you know, I would go, I've gone in the past like two years without even going to the gym. Now I don't go a day without going to the gym because it just means so much to me and it makes me feel so good every day. And it gives me confidence that I'm that I'm gonna have the health that I want. Whereas if um, if I don't do that, then I feel slow and flat and low energy, and you know start to feel terrible. Then my mind starts playing tricks on me. Oh, you're not living healthy. You're not doing the right things. You're gonna get sick, or you you know, and, and then it just ends up being a spiral. So if you can find that pain point, you know, like your your pain is actually your purpose in your life, and if you can turn that pain into your purpose then you can transform yourself. So I always say, acquire what you admire. What do you admire in the world? Who do you admire in the world? Acquire that and then give it back to the world in the form of you expressing yourself, who you are as a whole. And then that is going to inspire other people to then want to do the same thing. So we are all walking inspiration, whether it's negative inspiration or positive inspiration. So we need to be able to become the fullest version of ourselves, I mean, it's an appreciation of life as well. You know, like you're taking life for granted if you're not living to the full capacity of what you can. And the way you do that is by taking care of your health. As you said, it is the most important thing. It is that foundation. So if we can take care of our health and really understand the pain points and the drivers and the purpose in our life, then we can tie that in with our health. We can build ourselves up and we can actually have that life that we want we're turning that pain into our purpose and then we're just we're living congruently with who we are so i think that's a beautiful way to live life and that's the way i try and get them into the minds of my clients to help them understand that concept and then that carries them forward in whatever way it is for them whether it's for their family to see their children grow up to be a role model you know there's so many different angles that people take um but we just got to we just got to pull on those strings and once you can find those strings and pull on those strings then you can get that change in people and i think that's a big gap for a lot of people where they don't get the motivation everything everyone's always like i don't have the motivation how do you have the motivation you know it's it's finding the pain we want to avoid the pain but we need to actually face the pain when you can face the pain and face the fears then that challenges you, challenges you to to take action on that so that's kind of how how my approach is and then so that and that's how I tie the both both elements of the life coaching and the personal training together and then we just build out a plan you know like a daily script of you know how do you play out your life what do you do when you wake up in the morning are you hydrating are you supplementing are you exercising are you reading are you journaling you know whatever whatever you need to do that's going to build you up and give you that confidence a lot of people i deal with have health anxiety and it's because they're incongruent with what they want to be and who they are once you start changing those habits you lose the anxiety because you have faith in the actions you have faith in the steps and the other part of having coaching as well is having faith in a system that works you know like and it doesn't even relate, it's not just limited to health, it can be business, it can be, you know, education, anything like with my business, I have a, I have a business coach, and my business coach tells me what to do. He's like, this is what I want you to do. And I have so much faith in that, because I've seen that work for him and for all of his other clients. And I know that it will work for me as well. So there's faith in the process, even when it feels like, you know, today feels a bit slow, today feels like I'm not, You know, nothing's happening. I'm not getting enough traction or whatever. But the process works because I have faith in that process. Whereas, when I don't have a business coach or I don't have a life coach or I don't have a health coach and I'm coming up with these ideas or like I'm going to do this workout and I'm going to eat this food but I don't know if it's going to work or not but I think it's going to work so I'll do it but then you do it for a week or, or a fortnight or a month and then you don't see the results like that so then you doubt yourself and then you're like oh I don't think this is working so then you drop it and then I need to think about this and then you do nothing for a month and then things get worse and then and then you get to that point again where oh, I need, I need to do something so then you come up with another little plan for yourself. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to do this and this and this. And then and then you burn out again because you don't see instant gratification. But when you can have faith in a system, in a model that works, then you just execute and you stick with it. And you've got somebody checking in on you, checking in on you, come on, let's go, let's go. Keep it up. You know, you just got to stick with it. That, that momentum is going to build with your consistency. So having that little nudge and having that system and that model, then, I mean, it just takes you tenfold forward. And it just gives you that little bit of extra faith, and then you start to see the results, and then you start to have that really deep faith in in the process. Hey, this does work for me. This is the thing that's great, you know. And then and then it goes on from there, and then you just build this crazy momentum. So, I think I think that's kind of like how I've been able to have success with my clients.
0: Oh, it's a lot, <laughs> but 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 it does boils to it does boil down to to one element, which is again your concept of square one, right? it's really going back to the root cause of things and and finding, to your point, that pain point and then working backwards from there. and, And I think we all humans, I think, you know, have a similar thing in life, which is we either suffer through feelings or through, you know, like materialistic stuff. So basically, you know, it's either your relationship with someone or life or friends, family, or it's just your financial settings. And those are like the biggest... I think hurdles that we all have, because if you have those things fixed, everything else becomes easy. Right. But yes. those are the two areas where you're going to get the most, you know, I guess, impact in life. And but but you're right. It's difficult to actually fix these things sometimes. You know, you can't always figure out things. And uh, you 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 hit on it right right on, on the money there on the concept of they try something doesn't work they panic and well that that's really what it is they panic because they don't see that like immediate gratification and the rest of it is like oh my god this is not working you, you know anything that that you work on you have to have the time and you have to allow it to happen i mean it, it's not going to happen overnight not if you have messed it up you know quite a bit i mean if it's a light you know stuff that you can fix is one thing but most of us you know sometimes we do massive damage to different things to us and then you can't overnight just flip it and it's like oh, oops, switch off switch on and it's going to be you know peachy it's not going to happen that way it never i mean it could potentially but that's a rare occasion the idea is that if you have a dilemma you know that you need to make some adjustments because again uh, we all know that that's not doing the same thing you know and expecting different results you know that's insanity right yeah uh, you have to adapt to things you have to change and you have to give it the time i mean Time's is going to change a lot of things, but if you're just not consistent, you do a few things here, a few things there, and, okay, it's not working. Let me try. Have you given enough time to this thing to work? And you're right. Now, when you take a template, cookie cutter ready, it's a proven formula. This is how it is. If you did X, Y, Z, these right. are the results you're going to get. And But but even with that, like, if you tell, like, I love what you said about someone wants to lose weight, they don't lose weight. You tell them to do stuff, it's not happening. Well, that's because there is, there is something that they're not sharing. I mean, there is something okay. they're not doing exactly as you tell them. You know, if you deviate from one thing that, you know, you tell them you need to eat this, you need to do this, you need to do this, and they do one thing off, then the results is going to be off. It's a simple, it, it doesn't take rocket science to figure that out, right? It's, yep. it's really you. Now, there is obviously your metabolism and my metabolism is different, whatever. So you take those in accounts, but even with those, the only reason it's not happening is because you're, you're cheating on your own formula. You're not yes. doing exactly what it is. And, and I, I see that all the time. People say, well, I've been working out. I'm doing stuff. I don't see results. Uh, are you doing sugar? Yes. Are you drinking? Yeah. Are you having some lack of sleep? Yeah. Oh, uh, what? I just enumerated three things that are bad for you, and therefore the results are going to be different. Are you eating carbs? E- yeah, I love my my carbs. Okay, well, you know, so, so I don't, I'm just in, in giving a couple examples, but those are real things. Same thing in business. Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Uh, no, I'm not doing this. Okay, well, are you reaching out? Are you doing your stuff? Whatever the case may be, it's going to have, yeah. you know, uh, if you have gaps, those gaps are going to either make it longer process, and you're not going to see the results you want in the time frame you want. And you have to have endurance here. You have to actually have resilience yes. in anything you do. If you just want things to happen, how long did it take you to get to the situation in See, if it took long to get there, don't expect it to be as quick, you know, to actually go back. Now, it's probably quicker to go out of it, but it's mm-hmm. going to take time to actually refix everything. You know, it's like, imagine you you keep a house that you've destroyed over the years and you didn't take care of it. Well, you, you can fix the house, but it's going to mm. take some time to fix the house. You need to do some work to this house to get it back in shape. Mm. You got to invest money, time, this and that. Now, eventually in a couple of months, you can get it refreshed. Now, if you have a lot of money, you probably can get it in a week. You know, But then again, you have to find the money to do that. So so again, yeah. there's always that. But that's the thing. Like if you destroy your body over years, well, it's going to take some time. Now, the good news is that our bodies are resilient. You can change them, you know, a few months with a few weeks and things can, you can detox and regenerate everything. Now, uh, those are things. Now, same thing with life. Uh, it's it's part of it, right? It's it's one piece. And that's the other thing. Your health, your wellness, your fitness, your food, your diet, your business, your stress level, all of it, your family, it's all one piece. They all mm-hmm. impact you. Your environment impacts you. I love what you said. Out of the city, let's go to the beach. I can tell you just by being by the beach, you wake up in the morning, get a nice little breeze. You know, you have the view. It's soothing. That in itself is a cure to something. Uh, you don't yeah. even have to do it. Just just the element of changing the environment and your scenery can change your psyche. your I mean, think about a bad day if the weather sucks, right? or it's gloomy. Mm. you're not you're not feeling it, right? If you have you know a nice green scenery, blue scenery, like you know, a beach, you look at a picture of of an island with nice turquoise waters, whatever, you're like, oh, man, I feel, you feel better. You feel yeah. better just by looking at it, but that's exactly. <laughs> so sometimes we are also our own enemy. We stick to we know it's not working. the environment is not. But we're not willing to get out of it. I yes. always tell people, like, who stops you? I mean, mm-hmm. the earth is a pretty big planet. I mean, you know, we have 8 billion people. But I think there's a lot of spaces that are still empty. If you can't, you know, yeah. be in one place, go to another place. Yeah. But because we are stuck to our routines and stuff, like, I've moved many times. And I will do it in a heartbeat. And, you know, and eventually I will do that again. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. You know, because my sanity is where I, I see myself. I like a place where I can find me. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah. Now, uh, there is financial, you know, things that you have to consider. Okay, so what am I? So that's the goal. I want to go to this location. How do I get there? You said it plan of 10 years, you did it in a couple of weeks. You had to mm-hmm. to plan it. You have to what are we tweaking here? What are we tweaking there? How can we make that you know early on? You were able to do it. That's the other thing. We can do things if you want them. Anything is yeah. possible if you put your money to it with a few tweaks in here. Yeah, now, now just the time frames may be different four weeks, maybe eight weeks, maybe six weeks. It's still better than 10 years, you know, yeah. and, and if you want it in, in immediate, you know, nature, that means you have to sacrifice a few things as well, you know, and that's the other, you have to be willing to do that. You know, seeing someone, a coach, it, requ- it requires time and money. You got to get paid and you have to also commit to time, you know, not only time with you what I'm talking to you, time to also do the things that you tell me to do. So I, yeah. I can meet you for an hour. Great. And as soon as I walk out, none of the stuff is done. Whew. Yeah. Uh, and that's why you said, you got to keep checking on them. Like, how you doing? Did you do this? You, uh, I'm not sure. Uh-uh. Hey, get your ass up. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's really what it is. And that's actually mentoring coaching. And it's, it's, it's real. It works. And as a parent, we do it with our kids. Right. We try to do it with our kids. Yeah. As leaders in the business, you try to do it with your staff, you work with them. Right. Cause we tend to like, okay. Today isn't, you know, there's always tomorrow. Mm. Is there tomorrow? Do we guarantee tomorrow? No one can guarantee tomorrow. Exactly. We, we guarantee right now. I'm still here right now. I'm talking to you. But I don't know after this show if I'm going to be here or not. No one knows. I don't yeah. know what tomorrow looks like. I mean, I, I know because you're in tomorrow right now. <laughs> 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 but but you but you know what I mean. It's it's the concept of time is not something we can guarantee. So take the moment, do what you have to do, and live the best life. But again, I love the fact that you're out there doing this work, helping people, and and you are you are taking a an, 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 almost like a, a full practice with your clients to help them guide through, you know, their dilemmas, whatever they might be, and change their lives one at a time. And I know you ha- you're, you're achieving results. I know you're doing, you know, you're making a difference. And that's really not only you're making a difference in people's life; you also make it in, in your life because you're happy, you're doing what you want, and you're enjoying the life that you have. You know, I just looking at you, I'm feeling good, (laughs) you know, because (laughs) because, seriously, because I know that you have that energy, you know, that, that you're good where you are now. Is that a facade? I probably, I don't think so. It is you because we're having to see, it's different. We're talking right now. There's, there's an energy exchange, right? Uh, If I were in the room, it would be much better, obviously. But, but even here, I can see that you have the passion at what you do. And that, that's something you cannot fake sometimes. There's no way to I mean you can be an actor, that's another story, but it takes a lot to do that, right? But in yeah. reality, if it's something that you do every day, like you say, if you say the truth, you don't have to, to remember anything, right? Because that's it, that's the reality. You know it.
1: Yeah.
0: You you don't have to make up, you know, the the, the 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 actual script here. You're doing it because it's you. I'm doing it because it's me. I believe in this concept. Actually, I use this concept for my own to keep yes. me motivated and going you know I, I a true story i you know every day i'm listening to all my podcasts not mine mine and the ones that are actually playing on the radio you know in, on on our radio and and i'm actually absorbing all that stuff from everyone yeah i'm learning all the different things and i'm mean, the my and my you know the, the the podcasters that are on the radio because i i listen to their stuff it's really powerful stuff you know and yeah. I, you know it's like it's all that it's like feed feed feedback i mean i'm getting all that feed right you know it's like it's cool stuff and you know, just pumping it keeps my morale, you know, better. It keeps my mind, you know, in a better place. It keeps my health in a better place. Sometimes I get lazy. I hear something like, "I, I got to do better." Yep, <laughs> you yep. know, I'm I'm just about to eat some. No, nope, no sugar today. You know. So so I mean, believe it or not, these little things. You know, we are always, uh, you know, marketing suggestions, right? It's hypnosis in a way. Well, it's the same yeah. thing. If you're if you are exposed to positivity and and ingredients to make you better, you're gonna get better. If you expose yourself to the negative and the bad stuff, that's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to be in a bad place. Mm-hmm. So, 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 uh, you know, we mumbled. I mumbled a lot. <laughs> You've covered a lot. So, so now, now, uh you are working with someone. How long does it take? You know, from let's say an average person to start with you to get to see some results? Because I think that's an important for people to realize. Like, well, how long is that? Because we talked about you need to commit. What that commitment looks like.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you, can, if you can follow through on the plan, then usually you personally start to notice a difference in about four weeks. You, you, you feel your clothes are different. You know, you feel different. In about six weeks, six to eight weeks, other people start to notice the difference as well, right? And then in about three months, it's just a game changer. So that's kind of like the timeline. If you're If you're following the flow, it's four weeks, eight weeks, twelve weeks, and you know you're in a transformation. So some people do get there faster than others. Some people like to take on more. Other people like to take it a little bit slower. Other people, some people just like find it hard to to add everything in, you know, because they have already got a chaotic life and there's all, always a lot going on with children and whatever. But um, but generally, you know, if you can stick to a plan for a month then that is a really good timeline for you to just feel better in yourself and just know, yes or no, is this working? Yes, this is working. So I think if you're going to do anything, you want to at least give yourself a four-week commitment. Don't give yourself a one-week commitment or you know a couple of days or 24 hours. You need at least a month.
0: Oh, so Jay, do people need to to, to get a survey an assessment or something you know for you to to design a plan I mean obviously the plans are yeah. you know not not you know blanket they're set they're you, they're unique for each person's needs right
1: yeah exactly so how does
0: that process work so they'll, they'll they'll apply with you they'll get an assessment then yeah. you, you you give them a particular potential plan for their own needs and personal I guess objectives.
1: Exactly. So we'll either jump on a call, um, usually we'll jump on a call. And then so I'll get an understanding of where they are, and where they want to go. And then uh, once I know where they are, then that helps me with their diet, because I put everybody on a macronutrient calorie restricted diet plan. So that's based off your metabolism, right? So I need to know, where's your metabolism right now? How many calories do you burn in a day? Um, So you know, that's based off your height, your age, your weight, your gender. Once I get all that information, and then I understand what your goal is. Okay, I want to, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, great. So now I know exactly where your calories should be. And, you know, and then I assign you protein. How many grams per day? Carbohydrates. How many grams per day? Fats. How many grams per day? That's your macronutrients. Once you have that, I put it in an app. So I have a private app. I use Trainerize, And um, and then I put a diet plan in there. So I give you all your meals, everything that you need, your daily countdown, all that there. And then your training, it comes down to, you know, what do you do? Do you go to the gym or do you train at home or, you know, do you play sports? What do you do? So based on that lifestyle and maybe you have limitations, like right now I'm working with a lady who just had spinal fusion. So she can't do a whole lot other than the rehab exercises that her physiotherapist gave her and getting on an elliptical machine. So great. I get that. And then I put that into the app And then that's your workout plan. And I hold you accountable to doing that because, you know, probably just as much as I know, you go to a physiotherapist, they give you a bunch of exercises and then you don't do them. So I I hold them accountable to that. And then once they progress through that, we move on. So usually a, a workout plan will go for around twelve weeks, and um, we just tweak, tweak, tweak. So the first week is always chaotic because the first week you don't know how they're going to respond. You don't know, you know, what their um, limitations are in terms of coordination. You know, maybe you give them an exercise, you know, like a bench step up, and they just have really poor balance. So that's probably not the best exercise. Maybe that's dangerous for them to do a step up, right? So then maybe we'd move to like a a double legged squat or something like that. So that first week we fill it out. So I get on the phone. I'm like, how was the squats? How was the exercise one? How was the session two? You know, and then I get that feedback and then together we make the adjustments. Some people have anxiety and fears around just exercising because they've, I'm unfit, you know, so they don't, have that confidence to get in there and just burn themselves out. So, okay, great. Why don't we just start with walking for 30 minutes every day and then we'll progress from there. So everything is scalable. So I like to just scale, 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 and just constantly just give them that little nudge. And just take them just outside of that comfort zone. You know, I, I imagine a comfort zone is like a box where inside that box everything that's inside that box is fine. I can do that, no problem. I like to just get them just outside that box. And then once they get comfortable with that, that box gets a little bit bigger. And then I take them just outside that box again. It's and I just keep doing bigger. that, keep exactly. And then next thing you know, they look back to where they were and they're like, Holy crap! Like I used to be scared to go in and do some squats in the gym, you know. Now I'm doing jump squats on a box or whatever. So I'd like to scale it.
0: Well, thank you, Jack. So, 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 essentially, you focus on the fitness and nutrition, your nutrition piece of it primarily. Yes. But then you use also your life coaching to to tackle their the true reasons behind whatever the status is. Because to your That's point, right. everything that we are, if you're not doing your health well is because you caught up in the world somewhere. Uh, and and really that's what it is. So if we can figure out what's catching you, what's holding you back, I think that's it. So so I love your mix where where you can give the fitness and uh, you know uh, training and coaching and then started with from a lifestyle aspect of it and, and 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 adapt to it and I love the concept of scaling slowly because again to your point not everybody's going to start off the bat like doing the big stuff, right? I mean cuz then they lose, you know, fade themselves quickly and it's over. It's yep. gradually taking them one step at a time. And you're like, you know, you they'll start achieving small successes slowly but surely. And then before you know it, it's like to your point, it's like, whoa. It's like someone who's not running and wants to prepare for a marathon. You're mm-hmm. gonna start running every day slowly, maybe a mile, two, and three, and four, and then you build up, build up, build up. And maybe it's gonna take you two months to get to the point where you're ready. Sometimes it could take you six months. If you're cycling, same thing. Whatever it is, it's gonna take I mean, listen, I mean martial arts, you don't know become an expert in martial arts overnight it takes years you know and even when you do that if you stop you know your speed your technique is not as good so you got to go back and start rebuilding that everything is the same thing but it's achievable Mm -hmm. with time and and again i love it because you do have the plan And, and so you're saying at least three months to get from point a to a good point and then people can do more if they need if they need more time correct
1: yeah, correct, and you know, there's also a duty of care to it as well. We need to keep them safe because, like, the running is a great example because uh, so many people say to me, um, "Oh, I'd like, I think I'm just going to start running," but it's like, no, you need to lose forty pounds first. So, you know, we'll I'll change the plan because sometimes i can see straight away you're just going to injure yourself like that you're just going to damage your knees and you're going to get sore hips and you're going to wake up in the morning and you're not going to want to even get out of bed so there's a duty of care as well to make sure that the things that we are prescribing are going to make you feel good not feel bad
0: they also have to event like some people can have medical conditions. They got to work with the doctors to see if this is going to work or not, because not everything's going to work for everyone. I I love what you said. Someone who had just, you know, is going through some therapy, you know, and there's only certain things that they can do. You're going to work with what they can. And that's the other thing. People, you can work with whatever you have. You don't have to be, you know, changing things. You can work at home. As you said, some people can be working at home. You can get resistance bands. You can do just body weight. Gravity can do a lot of things. I mean, you did boot camp, so you can do a lot of things without even having you know, you can do hit training Anything. with nothing. Exactly. You can yeah. just be your, your free, free buddy and, and and do a lot of work with it. So, so listen, I mean, we could have this discussion go for a couple of hours. We've already exceeded yeah. the hour. There's so much stuff in today's, you know, discussion and show. Uh, amazing story. Uh, great work you're doing out there. Now, where Thank can you. people actually register to, to talk to you and, and work with you?
1: um, there's two places that you can catch me on. So I'm on Instagram every day. I document my life so that people can see my process because I think that you have to lead from the front. So, um, I show exactly what I do every day. I do an exercise of the day. I show my workouts. I show my routine, what I'm eating, my macros, everything. So you can catch me on Instagram at SQ1FitnessAUS. Or you can go to my website, sq1fitness.com.au, and that's where you can actually apply to work with me. So I have two programs. You can do group coaching with me or you can do one-on-one coaching with me. So the group coaching is uh, where we do group Zoom calls. So that's where the coaching comes in. It's the same kind of... Um, format you know you get my private app you get a customized uh, meal plan and macros all counted out for you we scale your workout program and then every week we jump on a zoom call with the team and you know we do q and as problem solving you know coaching topics and all that or if you want to work on a one on one basis we get on the phone private calls every week where you know we're talking through your problems solving you know the next step what we need to do Custom diet plan, custom training plan, tweaking, 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 making sure that the progress is there. So they're the two um, ways you can work with me. My wife works with me as well. So she does the exact same thing that I do. So she has her clients. I have my clients. And then we work with the group together.
0: Big team, baby. I love it. Exactly. By, the, by the way. You got a pretty nice picture, you know, out there. You know, nice, nice, uh, chiseled. You know, uh, lean meat. You know, so that shows that you're doing your stuff. So whatever you're doing, it's working. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, again, I mean, like, I love what you said. People have to see that you're 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 legit. I mean, these things that you say are effective. They work, and and yeah. you're guiding them to it. And so it's motivational by just default, just by looking. I mean, like, hey, listen, I can, I get, I can do that, and, and you can. I mean, uh, you said, it, you said you're in the 40s, right, early 40s. Yeah, uh, you know and that's prime, actually. You know, and and you're you maintaining, you're looking like you know 20 or better. <laughs> so, so that yeah. that's that's an important thing. Now, anyone can achieve a, a certain level of that at any given moment. You know, I I actually see people that actually in the seventies and the eighties. I mean, we have look. I mean, you got Sylvester Stallone, like you know, everyone knows him. Yeah. He looks great and he's he's yeah. full shape. I mean, Arnold is still in shape. You know, all these guys yeah. are really still looking good, and they hit the gym. They are. They're still maintaining and for their age, forget about it. I mean, some people, like you said, and you know, they 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 already lost it. It's over. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 consistency, period and out. If you if you fail on that, it's that's just we only are the ones to blame. We we cannot blame the world for things. We have to blame ourselves for whatever. We can make things happen, but we don't. Uh, so, Jai, it was it was really an awesome time, you know, spending here with you and uh, a lot of I actually, I'm, I'm just pumped. you am know, just hearing about you, so I feel like I want to go to the gym right after this and start pumping. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, uh, you know. So I need to get my, my energy going. But but you know, thank you so much for for the opportunity to share with us your your life. Uh, I mean, it's just it's an amazing story. Uh, you know, you you should write a book for that, maybe a movie for that. You know, never know. Maybe in a couple yeah. of years we'll we'll have you know, a movie that, that, that features you, um, you know, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a great, you know, uh, pumping movie. I mean, imagine, you know, live from going from uh, literally clinically dead to, to like, you know, uh, changing the world. I I don't know. I mean, it could be a different, I'm going to ask, um, you know, maybe I asked Chat GPT to give us a title for that movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, anyways, so, so it was, it was awesome. So I will have the, 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 the link to your site and, uh, I guess they can get through Instagram and everything from there. I'll follow you, of course, and uh, yeah. So let's stay in touch. I I love it. Yeah. And so, folks, um, I mean, you heard it all—the story, but also the the work that that's being done here. And you have a solution now. You work with everybody around the world, right? It doesn't have to be in yeah. a any specific anywhere. It doesn't matter, right? Anywhere, yeah. So there you go. Now now that we live in that this this global village I call Earth, and so uh, we call Earth, I guess. I didn't come up with a name.
1: <laughs>
0: but 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 certainly, you know, everybody can reach out to you and, and benefit from the work that you do and help them. So yeah. that being said, um, any last words of wisdom to share with our audiences before we close the show?
1: Yeah, um, I think that turn your pain into your purpose, as I said before. That's the main thing. Turn your pain into your purpose and acquire what you admire
0: a tagline man <laughs> all yeah. right folks there you have it turn your pain into purpose and that's it i'm hurricane age uh i hope you enjoyed today's show uh we'll be talking soon new day show new topic new guest bye for now